Hi guys, I'm back. I know it's been two weeks. I was trying to get this in before, but it's just so much stuff goes on and I'm like, oh, I should do it now and then more stuff happens. And honestly, there's just so much stuff to talk about that going beyond one week isn't really the best policy, but welcome back and thanks for hanging in there with me as I figure this stuff out. Um, I'm also realizing that my process really isn't that great because I'll take a picture of something, I'll write like a one-line note, and then when I get ready to prepare or talk to you guys, I'm like, what was I trying to say there? What was this about? Um, so I'm still flirting with the ideas of going back to Tuesday nights um, because Monday is when the good doctor comes on and I'm not watching television because I gave up television during a week for Lent, but I'm still going to be tired even afterwards. It goes off at 11 and then do I really want to record even if I've prepared during the week? So more than likely it will be back to a night that there isn't either there isn't something on that I want to watch or maybe if I do, um, Saturdays or something so that way like my Shondaland recaps aren't so far out but anyway a lot has happened since um our last talk uh let's see oh women's history month I swear the things that are most obvious my mind just I just forget but it's women's history month this month um I did my first insta story which was a real struggle um I promise to do more I'm going to become more tech savvy in 2018 watch by the time December rolls around you guys aren't even going to be able to tell that I had all the major issues that I have but anyway anyway I did my insta story um to thank and acknowledge some of the important women in my life who I just I like to watch and see what they're doing they're very inspirational they're doing their own thing and growing and just providing something new um for myself and others who may look up to them um not all entrepreneurs but definitely all just forging their own path so it was great to be able to acknowledge them one thing I will say about women's history month so or Women was it International Day on Thursday the ninth, uh, International Women's Day. I don't know if you many of you guys know this, but McDonald's did this thing where they flipped their M's to W's. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cute." Like, I didn't really think anything of it. Like, cool, you're acknowledging women. Um, but as more people were in uproar about it, it forced me to take a step back and look and see what what's really going on and how McDonald's workers are impacted um, and how there are other things that they can be doing in life. It's almost one of those things where like, if it doesn't directly affect you, you don't notice. So it was very easy for me to be like, oh, look, it's a W and just kind of move on about my day. But, you know, people brought up some good points that, you know, if you really want to do something to acknowledge women and their contributions and show that you support them, then why not give better livable wages for your workers, more flex schedule, um, comprehensive health care. Someone mentioned donating to charity. I felt like, well, because they were saying that the money that they spent to flip the W's was a lot of money and it could have been went to charity. Honestly, McDonald's makes billions of dollars. They could flip W's and donate to charity. So I didn't really think that was one of the most thought-provoking things they could do because of course they donate to charity already and yes they could do more but I just felt like sometimes when you say well there's other things you can do with them with that money I feel like if you're talking about an individual then yeah you're right
right? Like there's a better things that you could do with your money, especially if it's going to be more than a drop in the bucket. But for someone like McDonald's, they could do both. They, it doesn't have to be either or. Um, and so I think I just kind of got sucked in um, just being all excited about the day. But I do want to acknowledge that, you know, there are better things that companies can do. And we're not just a group of individuals. You can kind of do something really surface level and everyone's going to be happy. You almost got me. I was there, but people let me see that I should always you know, think about things and holding corporations and people accountable for what they do and that they should do better. So, mea culpa, Mickey D's, do better. Thinking of Women's History Month and what women are doing. Stacey Dash is running for Congress. Honestly, I don't know why. Well, I take that back. I feel like a lot of people feel like you can do something um, because you might have dabbled a little bit or it just seems like you could do a better job than the next person. But there is a lot that goes into really being able to um, coming up with plans that will work out for the betterment of the people of your district and your constituents and who you're, who you're accountable for. And I just think that people... I don't know if it's Donald Trump being president. I don't think so because he's not the first entertainer to get into the realm of politics. And I know I kind of mentioned this before about, you know, you really need certain qualifications. Um, so it's not even about that. I don't think this is all of a sudden anybody feels like they can do it. Um, I feel like people would would have been inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura. Is that his name? Am I getting that mixed up? Because on the inside, I kind of want to say Ace Ventura, and I know that's the pet detective. Um, and I just thought about this randomly about um, the wrestler. So I, just, I, I might have messed up his name, but I don't think I did. I, I really do think it's Jesse. Um, and so I think that people get inspired from all different places, um, not just our, our, excuse me, not just some of y'all celebrity chief, as people have called him. Um, but, you know, yes, you want to make a change, but I feel like people should be realistic, right? There's an interview going around of her and the guy is asking her about her run and, um, about her changes for Obamacare, which for many of you guys who don't know, it's actually the Affordable Care Act. He, you know, what is the, what's the word I'm looking for? When people started calling the Obamacare, Obamacare, he turned and went with it. At first, he was trying to make sure everyone knew what it was called, but that's really not what it's called. Um, so people, I don't know if you guys ever seen, um, what is that late night show host? And people, and they were asking them, which one do you think is better? And people didn't know so that it was the same exact thing. So their answers were just ridiculous. So people be aware. Obamacare is the Affordable Care Act. Um, but anyway, um, she had no clue. And she's like, oh, I'll go out and I'll ask people what they need. Meanwhile, there have been people who were pro- opposed to um, Obamacare who have come out on numerous occasions and acknowledged um, how it has benefited them and how they wouldn't have been able to afford their care otherwise. So I don't know what interviews that she needs to do. Um, obviously, you can always get more information, but let's be real, to completely act like there's nothing out there and you that's why you can't make a plan is crap. Right, I think it fully exposes her that this seems like a good idea because she wants to make a difference. But there are other ways for you to make a difference, especially if you're not up on the issues. However, she may face some opposition from Asia Brown. Um, she's the mayor of Compton, 
So we'll see. I don't think I haven't seen if she's actually officially decided to put her hat in the ring, but it would be cool to see another black woman out there running um, for a congressional seat and one who's actually had some ex- experience. So let's see how this goes. What else has happened? Oh, the Oscars again. You guys know I didn't watch it, um, but I do. But I do know that Kobe Bryant and Jordan Peele have won Oscars, as most of you are aware of that by now. But honestly, I didn't even know that Kobe Bryant made a movie. Um, it's called Dear Basketball. It's a short animation film. But who watched it? Honestly, like I know the Academy watches it and they cast their votes and stuff. But if you have watched it and you're out there. Let me know. Let me know what you think. And guys, I ask you guys all the time to let me know, and no one ever says anything. You guys just like and stuff. I don't know what that means. Like, I'm glad you're supporting me, and I hope that you are listening and catching up because um, these are saved. They're podcasts, so you can catch up anytime you want. Um, so I appreciate the support. But, you know, I want to interact with you, or at least I want to know what you're thinking. I might not be able to address it on on every podcast, but I want to know what's going on with you guys and and what you're thinking. So if any of you guys watched it, uh, or watched the film, rather, let me know. Uh, I didn't watch any of it, but of course, Tiffany Haddish stole the show. Um, and there's been some articles lately out about her, about you know her unapologetic blackness. I haven't had a chance to read them. From the title alone, I feel like they're a bit much in reaching because I don't know who has a problem with her unapologetic blackness. Um, but if I do get a chance to read them, I, and if I really feel like it's something I want to share with you guys, I definitely will. Oh, in other good news, Black Panther and A Wrinkle in Time were number one and number two at the box office over the weekend. And Black Panther has crossed a billion dollars globally. Ooh. Um, I don't know if anyone really expected that. Like I said in my last recording, every time I kept trying to get a number, or every time I thought I had a number that was... Um, to use that would be safe the numbers just kept growing so I don't know if people are really surprised by this I don't know if I'm surprised but I'm definitely really happy they've released the news that there will definitely be a Black Panther sequel too which is great I'm not really I don't really know why that hung in the air so much or why it took so long to release it. Some, I guess, you know, you want to see how things are going to do and not put your money into anything but the way I look at it is like what or how many, I probably shouldn't say what, because I'm sure there's probably one, but how many comic book heroes really don't get a sequel? If they don't get a sequel, there's a remake or something. So it's like, why already go into it thinking we don't know what we're going to do? Because not all those other movies have been great, that great. Some of them are actually kind of quite terrible, but people go because they know the character and they, and they want to see what happens in the next one, no matter what. Even if you, you know, think the original character might have been better or the person who played them last might have been better you still go to see what's going on so I just felt like they should give that same benefit of the doubt to Black Panther A Wrinkle in Time so I did see A Wrinkle in Time A Wrinkle in Time and okay I didn't watch I didn't watch Lord help me I did not read the book uh, I don't remember, I'm really certain I didn't read it because it's not something that stuck out in my head as a, um, as a book that I read or one that would really move me. And I felt like the way everyone was talking about it, if I did, then I would have remembered. So can we talk about the dad? I'm sorry, this is a spoiler for the other non-readers out there, but I was pissed. I was really, really 
pissed off. I don't know. I think if I were younger, I probably wouldn't have thought about the movie or the book rather in in total of what it was saying. And I'm not sure how closely the movie Mary uh, mirrors the book. So I I think I would have looked at it with younger eyes and been like, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. She's this young heroine and um, she's really coming into her own. Not only does she save her father, but she also comes into her own and accepts herself for who she is. And all that stuff is great. But the dad. There is a scene in the movie before he goes missing and his tesser is working and he's in the garage and the mom is singing to the baby and you can see that something is happening right i i think you can tell that this is the thing he's been working on and for and for the travel and you can tell that he's pondering something i'm looking at this scene and i'm like i know this man is not gonna get into this transporty frequency vibration whatever it is this isn't why he went missing. I just know this isn't why he went missing. I don't know why in my head I thought it was like he got into some, maybe because of the way the movie looks, I don't know. I think I thought in my head it's like he got into some stormy accident or maybe had a terrible memory loss from, from something and they would always find him. But when I saw that, I was like, I know if this man jumps into this thing Without saying something to his wife, I am going to be hella pissed and I just might flip out because it is incredibly selfish. You do not know what can happen to you. Anything can happen. He could have branched up to a crisp, like whatever, right? Like you just tell people so that they know, so that they're not off wondering. So let's just say, like I said, he burnt up to a crisp or whatever but he was still there he didn't disappear like you really want her to walk into there and see that you really think you really want your kids to see that and I just sat there like nope he's not gonna do it he's not gonna do it and then of course he does it and he isn't gone for one day a month or anything like that he's gone for four years four years okay and then his daughter has to go find him which, which was just great. Honestly, go see the movie. Like, everything about this movie, the cinematography, the costumes, um, the direct, the directing, everything was just great. So go see the movie. But she goes to go save him, gets him, but his son has been taken over by the evil in the world, or I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but the evil that's out there, right, that's taking over, that's colonizing places. Um, and, or planet. Is it, was it a planet? Like, what is that thing? I don't even remember. But anyway, the evil. He, his son, has been taken over by the evil. And he wants to leave him and come back. My next thought is, you know, this kind of plays into the argument of nurture versus nature. Um, like, heavily doubt a mom would have done that. And I'm really not that upset about that. It it was heartbreaking to see. Um, I I didn't really feel like this was one of those moments where you had to make that type of call. So I don't know if that if that's how it plays out in the book. I feel like there are other times when I can see. I shouldn't say I can see. I feel like there have been other moments where I have seen, or heard about parents making a tough call like that. Um, in real life, in fiction, in fiction. So that wasn't that wasn't really shocking. It was you know like. Pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. 
Um, but that wasn't really the thing that got me. What got me was when she was like, no, I'm going to stay. You can't leave him. And I guess maybe he doesn't know that she's powerful enough to to stay. But she was fighting so hard. And he's just like, nope, I'm out. And I don't know if in the book he tries to go back to get them. But in the movie, they made that seem like he was just waiting for her to come back. Not sure if they would come back. And he's just there. And then she gets a brother, of course. Which I don't know this actor's name, but he's so cute and does such a good job. Um, and they come back. And she looks at her father. And I was just thinking this. And I was just sitting there thinking, there is no way you could ever look at him the same way again. He robbed a piece of her innocence, or pieces, I should say, because I felt like it was done more than once. And then to just be like, thanks. Did he say his-? Yes, he did. He said, I'm sorry, because, oh, yeah, my cousin um, quoted the line, too. And it, and it was a poignant line in the movie about wanting to hold the hand of the universe when he should have been holding hers. But I just sat there like, whatever. Actually, I had some other choice words, but I try not to swear on here. But, yeah. I just was like, no, you didn't. And you just going to look at her like that? Bruh, come on on so I was not expecting any of that sorry for all the spoilers if you guys missed it or or felt like um I didn't warn you enough but yeah that really got to me so who is right I'm gonna have to look more into this I might even read it for for pleasure myself just to see how much the movie deviated from the book or is there any way that I could give this man some of my sympathy because honestly I got him for him I don't I really, truly don't. And I can't believe that he made his child to, I don't think, is even in high school yet? Or maybe a freshman? That could tell I was paying a lot of attention, huh? Um. Anyway, that he had her doing some of the, doing some of those things. And it just, yeah, made me mad more than anything else. But like I said, the movie is... It's great, phenomenal, go see it. But that was my issue. Nothing to do with the movie itself. But more is just about um, the the plot of the story. That that just, yeah. Yep, was not a happy camper. Also, oh, yeah, it also, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, Akon and offering to power Puerto Rico. Yeah, so I think he's right about the whole politics um, thing and our government not caring about about Puerto Ricans. Um, I feel like that's obvious. The last I checked, about 84% of Puerto Rico has power now, which isn't good. It, um, thank God there is power, but it's not good. That this really We shouldn't even be talking about this right now, but of course we're still talking about Flint, Michigan not having water, so should I really be surprised? I guess the answer to that is no. But... You know, we think about um, the Project Lighting Africa and how great it is, but I feel like, and I I do think it's great. Uh, I don't want people to think that I don't. Um, But I think a part of the reason why the government said no, and I don't know how, I don't know if this is true or not, but I just can't see the American government being okay with, um, being okay with, companies that 
are with outside, I should say, outside companies coming in to to fix the issue. It's not, oh gosh, it is a natural disaster, and they should have been okay with it. But I just feel like um, I just feel like I can see it because a lot of the equipment and the financing that he gets comes from. Chinese companies and other multinationals too to be fair I will be fair and say that it's not just Chinese companies but that is where um, a source of the equipment and the financing comes from and I could just see the U.S. saying no I think he was right to offer I don't I don't think he shouldn't have but I'm just not really not really surprised and I wonder too like what else what else has to be said because Puerto Rico has a territory. They actually can decide not to be a U.S. territory anymore. But I don't also don't know the logistics behind that either and, like, the economic impact. And then what do you decide to do? Do you decide to become the territory of another country? Like, all this is really, really complicated. And we look at things and we just say, oh, no, they couldn't have done this. But I wonder how much of this is, like, hands are tied and... um and was it really feasible for them if they wanted to walk away? And another reason why I brought this up is because, yes, multinationals operate all over the place. And they help and they do charitable aid and they do all these things. But a part of me just kind of wonders, like, how much of this is a mix of social good and bringing about business and... and um the good economies that will result from it versus like a new age type of colonialism, right? Like everything starts off good in the beginning or starts off small. Um, Cause there, it's not like China's the only major investor in Africa. And I mean, across the countries of Africa, it's not like they're the only, the only ones doing it or like they really have, I shouldn't say like they really have cause $15 billion is a lot of investment, but it's not like, you know, everything that they do, every like every all the outside help is coming from China or it's only in one industry or, or those type of things. But you know, I just feel like sometimes you have to be weary because financing is debt. And even getting, like how are they tied into getting those resources and what type of long-term impact will it have? Um, and so I just, I just wonder, like, how does that all work out? And what will we see over the next couple of years as we see African countries develop more? And how do they break away from past colonial ties um, to European countries? And what will be the shakeout of Chinese involvement um, on the continent? So I just feel like it's a lot more than just, oh, they should have helped. I, I think there's a lot more pieces that we need to think about. And even when we hear these stories, to just kind of look at them and do more digging and stuff. Even myself. Like, in the beginning, I was solely on the on the side of, the, you should be real cautious. Like, yes, it's great to provide power. It's great to provide jobs. But what's going on and what's the alternative motive? But the more I read and the more you look at it on, like, a scale thing, it's not, like, massive countries in Africa being taken over by the Chinese. But like I said, you know, it's just something to, to think about and are there other ways that we can help countries get the resources that they need, that they already have, build the infrastructure that they need to get things off the ground and how else can they be how else can they be influenced without some type of financial debt that will put them 
in debt for all the years of time. I mean, obviously everybody's in debt to everybody, but you know what I mean. In a way that's really crippling, that is hard for them to um, to be able to pull themselves up by themselves uh, if they can, if that makes any sense. Uh, sorry, but basically what I'm saying is be cautious, right? Like, I don't know, I just feel, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just being too cautious too cautious, which is possible. I could be like, oh my God, what does this mean? What are you doing? Um, but you know, sometimes things seem great and maybe they're not, but I'm pretty sure they have it all worked out. Like I said, the uh, project Lighting Africa is backed by more than just the Chinese, but they are heavy investors. Um, that's the reality of the situation and not just in that project, but in other projects across many countries in Africa. So it's just like, hmm, what's going on? What's going on here? For me, anyway. I don't know how other people feel about it, but that's the way I feel about it. There have been some other big things in the news, too. Oh, yes. So as today is Thursday, if you're listening to this today, um, yesterday was National School Walkout Day um, for students. And some students um, were kneeling or rallying to protest the lack of action around school shootings and gun reform. And I saw this post, it was on Twitter, of um, of a reporter. And what she showed was that a, an elementary school student had had a press packet ready for her. And she was highlighting, like, how advanced these kids are and how they've, and how prepared they are. Um, not just the situation, but overall in general, that that they came prepared, right? Like they are prepared to make their case and not just be seen as children, no matter what age that they are. And I like to look at comments and see what people say. And someone's um, made a comment that blames students for not taking action after Columbine. And as a young adult, so I was uh, middle school when Columbine happened. Middle school or was I a freshman? I want to, I want to say eighth grade. It might have been ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. Um, and I just felt like, what type of thing is that to say? Like, kids, it's it's admirable what these kids are doing, but there's no way we should be expecting them to do what they're doing. This should not be on their shoulders. The fact that it is on their shoulders says a lot about us. And then that made me think about it too. So. Do I think it's right to say that at the time when we were younger and we were kids, and quite honestly, we expected the adults at the time to take care of the situation, but now I am that adult. And I took two steps back and I was like, wait, so this means that we as adults who've seen this many over the years, many times, too many times, haven't done enough. Like, it's one thing to say, you know, I was too young before, but I just really felt like, this makes the millennial generation a part of the problem. I've called senators. I've done that. I, you know, try to be conscious in who I vote for and what their platform is. And I'm sure others are too. But we're not doing enough if we can continue to vote people into office who take our kids' lives for granted. And I can't really hide behind the kid thing anymore because I'm not a kid anymore. Um, so I think the timing might have been off for his comment in terms of who should have done what, 
but we definitely haven't done enough to solve the problem and the fact that this is now in the hands of kids not just in their hands but the actions that they're taking and the fact that they feel that they have to take these actions before it's their time it's just something to think about and in some ways I feel like you know as an adult have we have we we've definitely failed them in some ways and we can't keep I can't blame the older generation because I am the older generation now right if you have an elementary school kid with a press packet I am the older generation now so I don't know how you feel about it but that's kind of how I felt about it a little bit of how I feel about it and just it was really sobering because at first I felt attacked but then I felt like nope you are that adult now now this is a little bit on your shoulders and I don't I don't know I try my best to raise awareness of people the best I can and and do my part but feel a little bit like a failure in this aspect so we'll see we will see so up next is the spotlight so I feel like that was a really drab ending to what's happened since sorry but that is how I felt and I can't really think of anything else that I want to talk about, Um, although some other things have happened, but I need to save them for next week. So in the spotlight, sort of, not sort of, related to gun violence, um, but the outcome being positive is is what I want to talk about. Um, The Philando Castile Foundation, Philando Feeds the Children, has paid off the lunch debt of all the students in the National School Lunch Program from the St. Paul's Public School District. So this is about 56 schools, or is 56 schools, and 37,000 kids, which, out of a terrible tragedy, terrible tragedy, his legacy and spirit lives on to do something good and to help the students in need, which is great. So... I wanted to highlight that, again, a little bit drab, but to see that something good can come of a terrible situation um, amidst the time where, amongst the time where we're trying to, to make some change or hope that some change happens, I felt like I wanted to share that with you guys. Now on to NASCAR. NASCAR, um, so I actually have two spotlights that I want to share from NASCAR, um, or share that are related to NASCAR, I should say. So um, I feel like there's a mixed relationship with the black community in NASCAR. However, Melissa Harvon LeBron, Harville, sorry, Harvon, I think I'm <laughs> combining our two last names. That's so terrible of me. I'm sorry. But Melissa Harville uh, LeBron, the first black woman to be the sole owner of a NASCAR um, team, debuted her racing team E2 Northeast Motorsports, Motorsports at Daytona and the Camping World Truck Series. Um, where they placed 15 in the first race. So she's not the first black woman uh, owner. There was another co-owner before her, but as as the sole owner, she is the first. Um, She's also the first multicultural team to race competitively with four black and Latino drivers. Two of the drivers um, are her sons. So that's that's great. Like, not only just for her, but for her family on so many different levels. Um, And the fact that they placed in their qualifying race... um, Looking forward to hearing more about them and seeing what they do. Um, So that was one thing. The other thing is that Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr. finished in second place at the Daytona 500. He's the first black driver in the NASCAR's Cup Series since 2006. So over 10 years. Um, But that's not not even just it. 
This is the best finish of an African-American since Wendell Scott in 1996, where he finished in 13th place, which is great, too. And to go on, Bubba is also the highest. um, This is the highest finish of any rookie driver ever in the Cup Series. So just congratulations to him. He really has quite um, the racing resume. And I don't, I tend to like find little reasons to watch people. And I have a little cousin who wants to be a driver. Um, So this will definitely keep me more intrigued to see what's going on with him and to just go on with his accolades. He's had five wins in the truck series and six top five finishes in 83 starts in the Xfinity series. So when I first read this, I was like, 83 starts excuse me what is going on I feel like that is just so much racing I don't know if I've never realized how many races they actually do I know it's a dangerous job so I feel like you know you get you get really stuck on like the Daytona 500 or other races that are really big if you if you know more about them and then the other ones like obviously they have to be doing something in what I guess to the outside, to non-NASCAR drivers. I won't say the outside world. I would say to people who aren't as up to date with um, racing professionally. I guess it feels like they just have this long off season when really they're not. They're out there doing a lot, um, which also brought me to the question. So, how does race car driving works? I might have to answer this question for you guys the next the next time because it really piqued my interest because I felt like if it's like any other sport where you can trade and stuff like that, like. Would another racing team want to pick him up? Um, right now, he is the replacement driver for um, the Richard Petty Motorsports team, and, and that's what he won the second place with. Uh, their driver has, has a back injury, so he was racing for them. Um, which So the way I understand it works, they also fall under Ford. So I just wonder, like, does another you know, does another team say, you know, we want this guy, and do they try to entice them to come over, or is there, like, some really long contract? I I don't know the answer to that, but I feel like because of this, I really need to find out more, and I probably will. If I do, I'll definitely share with you guys, because I just thought this was really interesting. I, for some reason, 83 stars, and I don't know how long his career has been, but I just, or maybe in my head, I just feel like he's doing all these 83 starts in one year. I'm not really sure, but I just feel like that's a lot. I just, like, what are you doing? Racing is so dangerous. Why do you need to race so many times? Um, but that was it for the spotlight. Oh, that's another thing about feedback, man. I ask you guys to tell me about the spotlight. And sometimes I get out um, and I'm able to share some things that are going on in the Massachusetts communities um, or things that I think people should go out and see. Um, but if anybody knows anything or you want to give your friend a shout out, um, let me know. And I think soon, maybe not the next episode, but maybe in a couple of episodes, maybe in April, I'll do my first um, my first episode with um, an interview. I, I feel like now that I've had a couple under my belt that it would be really it would be really good to spice it up um maybe like once a month i'll do that and bring somebody somebody new to you guys um so if you have any suggestions or you want to be that person just let me know uh i haven't really decided what the format will be like i'm thinking like maybe a set of standard questions but that are more um intriguing and getting to know you not just standard about your business because we really want people like to know the real deal behind people right like something about knowing about their personal lives just really gets people going so I'll have to think about that or like how do people think about certain things like right it doesn't have to always be personal but just you want to know like would a person rather fly or 
I don't know, be able to walk the walls or something. So I'll think about it, come up with some good questions. Also, if you guys want to submit any questions that you would want to know from people, um, let me know. So up next is all things I want to discuss. So, um, yeah, I'm back with all things I want to discuss. <sighs> yes, I had to let all aside. Because as I pointed out earlier, and as I'm sure many of you guys know, it is Women's History Month. For some reason, that doesn't really click with people that, you know, we should think about how far we've come as a society and how we view women and their contributions. All that to say, I really, really wish we could get to the point where we stop identifying women by the men they are associated with. Like, how is this still possible? Why is it still a thing? We are not in the dark ages of society anymore. Or maybe we are, depending the way this world is set up right now. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. We have grown beyond that. And this is most recently... um, I'm in the spotlight as Gabrielle Union and DeWade Wade have made a donation to March for Our Lives and the local Miami news called her his wife. Not her name, not at any point referenced her name, but, well, in their Twitter post, I'll say that. In their Twitter post, they didn't reference her by his name, just as his wife. And it's just like, what? Enough people came for them and so does she to let them know that she has a name. Um, But... What? And Twitter now gives you more characters. So it wasn't even necessary. Like, she has had a name for herself beyond the fact that her parents birthed her and gave her a name. She has made a name for herself well before they'd started dating, before they were even married. So, hmm. Do better. You could do better. Not even that. Like, some people have questioned or brought up to the point that we know who he is because of her. I don't, I don't really know if that's true. Um... I'm not an avid, avid sports fan, and I honestly can't tell you I remember if that's why I know who he is. Um, I mean, she was married to a football player, and I don't know much about him. I, when they were married, I wasn't following him like that. So I don't want to say she has enough clout to bring out another person to the forefront of people's eyes um, or if, like, we're following her that much. So I don't know if I'd go that far, but she was definitely – doing things um, on her own right before their marriage. Um, Her parents saw her as an individual. She is an individual. We should see her that way. We should respect her in that manner. There's no need to call someone by, acknowledge someone as a part of being, um, of a marital union with someone else. Like we don't need to be like this person's girlfriend or this person's wife. Let's call them by their names. And I feel like we get it a lot here in New England. I should, I'm going to be nice and say New England, but really Massachusetts. <laughs> no, I'm just being funny. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like we see it a lot when referencing um, Bridget Moynihan. Even when she got married, they called her Tom Brady's baby's mother or some shit. Excuse me. See, I'm trying not to swear on this. Um, or something like that. She has her own career. She is her own person. Like, what? She's an individual doing her own thing. She does not need to be referenced by him. And they still do it. It's so annoying. It's so disrespectful. Cut it out. Like, we are beyond this point. It's not even funny. I don't even see how how you could say you're doing it and you don't notice it. Like, they have names. They're not walking around with numbers. They're not walking around unidentifiable. 
they are people, they are individuals. So let's get out of this archaic practice and call these lovely women by their names. Um, moving on to my other rant. So I might be by myself in all of this and I will take that shame. But if I'm not, I want to encourage you to cancel Russell Carl. And I know everyone's like, April, what? You were supposed to be doing this beforehand. We all knew about that incident with Azalea Banks. And I did. And I did not forget it. Um, but for some kind, either, I don't know if I forgot. I don't know if it was overlooked on me or what. But it was confirmed that he spat on her. He spat on her. Like, you do not get a pass for doing something like that to someone because he has a temper, because she isn't someone that people um, tend to look fondly of or talk fondly about um, because of her own rants and how she treats other people, um, at least in the internet world. That's not an excuse. And this recently... um, came about as uh, the rapper Ben Staples called um, called us out on it and called him out on it for his treatment towards her. And I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know how I miss this. And I know he hasn't had, I think he's only had one or two movies since the incident happened. Um, but there will be other movies. And I just, no, we just cannot ignore this there is no way that we could be all i'm rooting for everybody back i shouldn't say we i'm gonna say me because i don't know what you're doing but i know some kind of way this has escaped me so i can't be all i'm rooting for everybody black wakanda forever and just act like this didn't happen and it's even worse because it wasn't recent it was like some time ago or whatever i used a gift with him on it the are you not entertained and i just feel like oh, oh i'm so embarrassed that i did that um I contemplated deleting it, but I'm not. Like, it's something that happened. Uh, I can acknowledge where I am now. But, yeah, that will be an absolute no for me going forward. Like, I don't agree with her rants. Um, I, I do think that she needs some healing, but it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse to ignore what he's done to treat his um, behavior, even, even though this seems to be a two-party thing. I don't care who started it. Really, I don't. I really, I just don't. Um, I think that he needs to be held accountable and not just given the bad boy who needs to grow up, you know, side eye, but let's move past this option. He does not deserve that. Um, so, yeah, it, it made me think about, too, the fact that sometimes we use our biases to to allow people to get away with certain things. And, you know, if you liked a person more, what you would let them get away with. Um, So just think that at least if you've canceled him already, just think about that in other regards. How how do you allow your biases to give people a second chance when maybe you shouldn't? Or maybe it's not a second chance. Like, you know, maybe they do deserve a second chance, but maybe you don't call them out or you don't hold them accountable in the way that you should. So I brought that home to me. So spitting, that's a negative, is one of the most... I know I said this, but it's one of the most disrespectful things you could ever do to someone. It is a biohazard. It's considered assault. So, yeah, no, that's it for me.
I am all set with him. So if you see him, like any upcoming movies with him in it, don't even ask. I will not be watching it. I am not going to the movie theater. It will not come across my screen. Or it might, but I'm turning the channel. If I see it on the guide, I'm rolling by it. He just does not, he, he doesn't get anything from me anymore. I, I can't. I, I just think that just can't be overlooked. Um, I don't care. I, I just don't care about any excuse that people, I feel like anything that someone can say about this, about why, you know, how, how to give him some pass is just an excuse to me. I, I don't care what happened. I don't care what she did. Just nope. Nope, 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 nope. If I don't remember her name, Pumpkin or whatever, can lose her job. I mean, I know she was a school teacher, but if she can lose her job for spitting on someone, if the school district can acknowledge the... Absurdity is not even the word, but if can just acknowledge that spitting is like the worst thing it is shouldn't be tolerated by anybody for any means then the movie industry can too we could we could stop supporting that he should lose some roles there's just no no question about it we can't overlook this nope so if you're like me and you missed the boat some kind of way i'm not blaming you i'm not saying you should have been out there looking i'm not saying you knew about this and ignored it but i just want to encourage you to just nope let him go we we have to let russell go He's done. He's canceled. Um, if you follow me on Snapchat, a couple of a couple of months ago now, I think um, I was asking about what do people do for dark spots because I had one in my old age. I tend I'm getting pimples and stuff like that, and sometimes they leave a scarring mark. Um, but I saw that on Exo Nicole, their site has some tips on getting rid of dark spots. I have not tried them yet, but some of them are um, vitamin C serum and products from the Palmer Skin Success line. So I'm not saying they work, but I want to encourage you to check them out if you, like me, are trying to get rid of your dark spots. The spot I was talking about, though, has gone away. Uh, water, moisturizer. I can't, I can't tell you what moisturizer I use because I use whatever is under my bathroom sink at the moment. Um, so... I guarantee you what I'm putting on my face now had nothing to do with it. it honestly, it really didn't. Um, moisturizing your skin and water does a lot. Good moisturizers, good cleaners, they do a lot. Do a lot for the skin. So just kind of check out some things that you think might be helpful. Oh, also, Good Morning America. Um, I don't know if she was actually on the show or they just like posted about her or, or, or whatever, um, reposted her story. But a girl basically cleared up her own acne with over the products, uh, with over the counter products. And some people are like, well, she also talked about cleaning up her diet and how acne is affected by diet, which for some people it is, but for some people it isn't. So you don't really know. And she's not saying that this is the only way to do it. But um, if you're, and her face looks really good too. If you're looking for tips in, or in um, really dealing with acne, not just scars, maybe check out their story and maybe see if you can update your routine and. It'd be less costly. Oh, so this isn't really bad, but some people probably aren't going to like what I have to say about this. Ben Carson and the so-called lavish spending on his office. So I don't care. And I know that's kind of bad to say um, as a taxpayer dollars. 
But I kind of have the same sentiment that I had when he got the job he's not qualified for, right? My, time, my sentiment at the time was he'll learn on the job like everybody else. We give everybody else that pass, that luxury. But when it comes to him and a few other people, we get all ranty. But honestly, I was like, hmm, let's see what you do. I kind of feel that way about his office. Like, I don't know. I, I, I know that um, there were some articles on, on NPR, and I don't know what has come out since uh, they were looking into it and how much it really was. And no, you shouldn't waste taxpayer dollars. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's one of those things that, on the, on the scale of things that I really care about, Ben Carson's office isn't one of them. Sorry. It's a lot cheaper than the military parade 45 wants. And definitely as far as I've seen from the numbers, a lot less costly than the beach house bought by the Alabama sheriff who used funds that were meant for food for prisoners. So I'm not going to care about his office. You have a person who has like a $750,000 beach house from money that was supposed to go to feed people. Yeah. Yep. I definitely don't care about Ben's office. How about we fix the loopholes in general, but how about we fix that? Like, that's just ridiculous. And... (laughs) I've never been, I was going to say I've never been to prison. I have not been an inmate, that's what I'll say. Um, And I haven't eaten their food. But I'm pretty sure they could use that money for whatever reason. Food quality, food quantity, whatever. The loophole he's using is BS. It should be closed. So compare that to Ben Carson's office. Nope, don't care. Um, Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Um, I like John Caviezel. I think he's a great actor. I think he's kind of cute, too. Uh, Yeah. They are making a sequel. I don't know what the sequel will be about. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like... The resurrection was in the movie. So... How do you have a sequel? Um, Especially if he's supposed to reprise his role. So... It's not even like it's um, it, it's going on beyond that. He's supposed to reprise his role. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I really want to talk about it, too, because people died in the movie theaters watching this movie. And I saw this movie in the movie theaters, too. And when I left, I was like, yeah, there's, there's no way I'm buying this movie ever. I don't ever need to see this movie again. Um, I'm quite sure they did not do the beating any justice. But what they did do, what they did show, I absolutely understand why people had heart attacks and died. Absolutely. So while I, I'm glad I saw the movie, um, yeah, I, I can't believe they're making a second one. Um, just off the first one, the effects of the first one, you're making a second one. Someone thinks that this is a good idea. So hopefully they just leave out a lot of stuff and, and, um, and realize people can't handle it. Okay, it's the Shonda Land time. Um, yeah, so Jessica Capshaw, uh, who plays Arizona, and Sarah Drew, who plays April, are leaving Grey's Anatomy after this season. Which I thought that was a little bit of a shock, but I kind of could see it too. I storyline's not overly crazy. Um, I am into April storyline right now. Uh, she's definitely doing the conflicted Christian um, rules and order and who gets the advantages and gets away with what uh, she is playing that role well. Um, 
and I'm looking forward to seeing how this develops um, for her. Um, but yeah, I still can't believe that they are getting, that they will be leaving. So we'll see. Um, I am caught up on the shows. So this, for the most part, sorry, not, I should have said this before. Uh, this will be two show, two recaps in one for what I can remember from the other night. Um, for all three shows. So bear with me. I don't remember much from the Grey's episode two weeks ago. Uh, so I really feel like that it was something that didn't drive me wild. Or maybe the things that I will talk about. Um, you'll be like, April, that was actually two weeks ago, not last week's episode. So just bear with me. I'm, I'm combining them two together. Hopefully to get you guys ready for tonight. Um, or maybe you will miss this and then you'll get caught up and then you'll be disappointed that this is an old recap. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I will do better. Still trying to figure out which days work. Um, but yeah, okay. So Grey's Anatomy. Back to getting to what's going on. Jackson and Maggie. Hey. It's about time. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens. I'm not going to lie. When they kissed, I was worried, right? So I was concerned that it was going to be like, oh, no, I didn't feel anything. Did you? Yeah, we're like brother and sister. Um, so I was happy when that didn't happen and that they decided to follow up. So I'm ready for this week. Yeah. Um, but her boyfriend being married, oh, come on. Um, and then he tried to act like his wife was out of order for following him. Or what did she put a uh, tracker on his phone? <laughs> you go, girl. Um, but anyway, it is a little crazy in stock rush, but you, you marry somebody, right? I think, or maybe it's just me. Maybe I just um, am too willing to excuse certain behaviors. But you know, you, you expect to be married to them forever, and they out here doing crazy mess. Um, so yeah, sometimes you gotta just, you know, get a little crazy too. See what's going on. Nip some stuff in the bud. So good for her. Um, I don't know what happened when they left, but she found him, exposed him. So, okay. Um, so yeah, that would be it. Glad he's moved on. Uh, but Priya, I kind of feel like Jackson was just stringing Priya along. And I know this happens in real life. Like, and you should move on, right? Like if someone's dating somebody else, you don't have to pine away and wait for them. But I felt like he would have let that linger. Like he just he just would have, and I'm I'm glad he didn't. Um, cause I just get, got the vibes. It was just too much of jealousy. I don't know if that's just the way they wrote it. Or that's just the way I felt. But I felt like it was too much about the jealousy and not about um, and not about him just trying to find to be with somebody else. Um, so I'm glad they let that go. Amelia and Owen. <sighs> All right. I thought her wanting to have sex with him, I, I felt like they made the scenes a little too beggy. Um, I don't have an issue with her asking. He was her husband at one point. Um, and, hey, we all go through droughts. Like, everybody isn't, you know, all the time. So I, I, I understand she wanted what she wanted. She asked for it. But I felt like the way they dragged it out just seemed a little bit like, girl, stop asking. Stop alluding to it. And honestly, it might have been only like two or three times, but whatever. That's the way I felt when I watched it. I felt like, let it go. And the fact that like, when she finally really asked him, he was like, oh, you could use me in whatever way. So, dude, you knew all this time? Why Why you just didn't say nothing? Why you let her out here just looking a hot mess and then be like, you can use me? <sighs> that was kind of annoying. What else? Oh, okay. So... 
off the top of my head, I can't think of why I feel this way. Like, I can't, I can't think of, I should say why I feel this way. I can't think of um how many things that have happened. Like, has there really been more, more than one or two things that makes me feel this way? But I really feel like they should out Casey as an IT hacker. I don't know why. I feel like um there are episodes where he could be more youthful, like, Still do the doctor thing, okay, sure. But I feel like he would be like a secret weapon to the hospital, you know? And yeah, it would be illegal. I I, I get that. I know. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it would just provide them sort of some sort of edge and they could get things done faster. Every time something happens, I'm always like, they should just tell Casey. They should just tell Casey. He can figure it out. Oh, I know what it was. And is this a good sec? No, it's not. So I'm going to have to jump onto this. But one of the reasons why I said that was not only because of the computer hacking he helped him, but the other thing was when Gray couldn't figure out the information on um, on the doctor's... She needs the patent from a doctor. Um, and we learned in this episode that he's died. But Or did we learn that last episode? No, we learned it this episode that he died. No, we learned the last episode and that they were dealing with the family. Um, but she couldn't find out any information about about the daughter. So I just felt like, you know, this would be a good time for Casey to be able to help them out. Um, so yeah, illegal, I know, but hey, it's a television show. So before I get down to Meredith, Alex, and the 12-year-old suggesting the medical, medical marijuana, I have a problem with that. I'm all for it. Great, do you? Big up to Shonda for for putting it in there, for opening up people's minds, because I'm pretty sure somebody else saw it and was like, hmm, that's cool. Didn't really know that. I would have thought she'd become an addict too, or, or whatever notions they've had. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm good for that. However, I thought it was unrealistic that he didn't put two and two together, that this girl is lying, that her grandmother suggested it. Think about it. She told him when the grandmother wasn't in the room. The grandmother has never suggested it to him. I felt like they were acting like he forgot that he was a 12-year-old at one point. It just seemed so unbelievable. But they made it by, so that's good. That's fine. Okay, so now to Meredith. I'm just going to point out, I don't know if I hurt some of y'all feelings or not, but I'm just going to point out, I told y'all that Meredith was being a little white privilegey. I called it. Um, and I mean that in ways of how she was going to you obtain and use the patent so we find out what do we find out we find out that the daughter is actually um someone who she looked at as someone who she looked up to as an aunt when she was younger who she thought was a good friend of her mom um but now she has to find out like what her mother did in order to save her project probably to keep her costs down um and stuff like that because the woman turns out actually hated her mom so meredith sees her and she's all excited thinks she's gonna get this patent and she's like auntie whatever i can't remember her name right now but she calls her that and the lady's like oh it's my mayor mayor you're all grown up which to me should have been a sign right there that something was wrong because um okay she goes her professional name is gray it's meredith gray it's not um meredith shepherd uh, at least that's the way they make it seem on the show. So you're telling me some woman who knew you as a child, knows where you work, knows your name, but she doesn't pick up the phone. Like, I, I could get the foundation being a little weary. But when you find out this information, don't you go back and don't you pick up the phone and don't you say, let me talk to her? She never did that. So I felt like Meredith should have had her guard up from the beginning. Also, when she was like, you are your mother's daughter, I was like, ooh. So this happened after Meredith... Um, showed her the mic so the aunt was like you know what meredith i appreciate your project but 
I just don't think it's there where it needs to be for me to give you this patent. There's other corporations who are interested in it. I wish I could give it to you, but I can't. And she's about to leave, and Meredith's like, show her the mice. Because that privilege thing, she used it anyway. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that no one else wouldn't have done it. They probably would have. But hmm, it fits nicely into the storyline, okay? Um, so anyway, uh, she's, used this, she's used it on the mice already. Um, and yes, the mice are doing well, all that good stuff. But yes, like I said, Dom was like, you are your mother's daughter. And I was like, ooh. Something about the way she said that just did not sit right with me. And she didn't turn around and say it. Like, you know when people want to have an endearing moment with you, they tend to look you in the eye, they tend to touch you, they tend to do something. And she didn't do that. So I knew something was up there too. It wasn't until the chief saw her, or he used to be the chief, Weber, Dr. Weber saw her, and was like, is that such and such? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, she loved my mom. And he was like, no, she didn't. She was like, there was some room. He was like, there were some rumors, but I didn't feed into it. So yeah, so now she has to go through and dig up and figure out what her mother did and try to save her project. But I knew, I know, you could just tell by the way that lady was acting that something was not right. She was even like, yeah, when I heard about your mother, um, she was like, when I heard about your mother, I was, you know, I was going to call, but I couldn't. What? I was your mayor, mayor, but you couldn't call me. You know who I am now, but you didn't call me. Okay, BS. So yeah, let's see what happens tonight. Scandal. Hmm. What do I have to say about this? I thought the crossover episode was great, or two episodes between Scandal and um, How to Get Away with Murder. I thought they were really great. I was really pissed that everyone was not willing to help um, just because of Liv. I felt like the cause was so much greater that it should not have taken them damn near the end of the episode to help light bulb should have been went on like their first thing should have been like i really don't want to do this but i'm going to and i know you have to make an episode and all that type of stuff but i just felt like it took them way too long i also felt like it was a missed opportunity to have some um some really great sound words from her parents the scandal episode i really felt like they should have i felt like they should have put her parents in there because you know why they were doing it like, it was obvious they were just doing it to black, to, I don't say blackball, but they're obviously doing it to freeze her out. And, I mean, that was apparent. It wasn't like it was something that you couldn't see. But I still felt like maybe some, there were some words of wisdom they could have shared. All right. Marcus and Michaela. Oh, I thought that was whack. It just seemed forced to me. Um, I don't know why. Like, I, they, I felt like they had good on-stream chemistry. But the whole, like, them sleeping together, it just seemed forced and just dumb. Like, if you want to break up Asher and Michaela, just break up Asher and Michaela. Like, you don't have to come up with some stupid storyline. To me, it just wasn't, it just wasn't good. And, it, and even him being like, oh, I'm not surprised. He was everything you ever wanted. They already dealt with this. With some other kid. I mean, she didn't want him. She didn't sleep with him. But it just was, it just seemed recycled to me. So, um, yeah, that was my thoughts on that. Cyrus in the plane. I knew he set that up. I knew he did. And I need Melly and Jake to be smarter. How are they letting Cyrus outsmart them? Like, you're the president. Jake, you, you're the head of NSA. You're the head of um, B613. Wheels should be turning here, people. Wheels should be turning. Trust no one. No one. Especially after what you did. You can't trust nothing. I did feel like it reminded me of when Sally was helping people after the explosion. So it felt a little bit recycled. But at the same time, you know, I need Jake and Melly to be to be smart, to be on Cyrus. Don't be fooled. Don't go for the okie doke, you two. Don't go for the okie doke. Um, 
oh, but back to me thinking that he did it. So, yeah, when he gave the head nod to the report, at first I didn't think so. I was actually trying to figure out who did it. I didn't think it was Jake because I felt like they were pressing that too hard. Um, but I, it just didn't immediately jump to me that it was Cyrus. I thought maybe an outside person. But when he looked at the, the reporter, I felt like it was a nod to be like, yep, start recording, start recording. So that's when I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Like, what if they didn't find it in time? What if, right? Like, is it really worth it to, to be blown to smithereens because you want to be president? I don't know. Not, I don't think so, but hey. Um, and you can't have Papa Pope killing another kid. So, oh, that was back to my, sorry. That was back to my point about um, Melanie and Jake getting smarter and, and the whole, like, Sally thing and how and how Fitz won the election. Like, you can't have Pop, Papa Pope killing another kid. Um, so... I, uh, I don't know where they're going to get their sympathy win from if they don't get smart. So let's let's be smart, huh? Let's be smart. Um, oh, Mama Pope. <sighs> Last episode was a little bit... It wasn't sad. It just was a little bit like... Uh, I, felt, I felt a little bad for her. Only because when, um, when Olivia was like, basically, you're free to go. I was say Olivia set her free, but I just feel like that's not a good word. Set a word. So when Olivia, like you're free to go, it just reminded me of how like you hear about prisoners when they're released, they actually want to be back in jail because they ha- they haven't been in the outside world. And I know that's not what her issue is, but just the idea that like she's released from prison, but does she really want to go? Right. Her daughter's basically writing her off now. So it just made me feel a little sad. And you can see it in her, and she cried, and I was like, oh. That's just sad. She didn't, like, really shed tears, but she looked sad like she was about to cry. Uh, she was a little weird, though. Like, she really did kind of push the whole, I, you should be stronger than this. I, it, and it was, like, creepy with the baby voice. And then just letting her, um, like, admitting to the fact that her date wasn't her birthday and acting like her daughter should have known better, it just was a bit much. So I knew something had to happen, but I was not, I wasn't prepared for that. Um... Yeah. Oh, what was I say about this? Oh, when she gave her um, the coat, she gave her a white coat. Olivia's dark color is red, so I I wonder was that to you know for the people like like me out there in the world to get that mushy goodbye feeling that like Carrie yeah, your mother is a shitty person because <laughs> she is she's a freaking terrorist, but you know there's there's that little piece of good. That little piece of feeling, of heart, of desire, of longing, of, of wanting to be loved inside of everyone. And so I just felt like that kind of showed that with the white coat. Because she didn't give her a red coat. She didn't give her a black coat. She gave her a white coat. I also don't think Papa Pope should be off the hook either. He knew all this time that his wife, I, I bet he knew all this time about his wife's birthday. And he just letting her go. They was just letting Olivia look dumb. Like, it's a birthday. How do you just let your child just look crazy? Especially like a teenage child or elementary school child, an adult child. I am wondering how many more episodes before Papa Pope comes back. I need him. I need him in my life. I need him to set the screen on fire, steal episodes, all that. Joe Morton, come back, please. How to get away with murder. Do y'all think Bonnie's dead? For some reason, I actually kind of think that she's not dead. Maybe somebody else. I'm not really sure. But, um... Because it was another thing that I felt was kind of unrealistic, right? If your car alarm goes off, the, the little sis, 
system to show, I shouldn't say alarm, but whatever, that thing that they have plugged into the car so they can tell when someone tampered it with it. Even though you can't figure out what it was, like, it went off. Why would you get in that car? You could rent a car. Let your car get impounded, whatever. It's at the, where should work at? The DA's office, police station, wherever that garage is, everybody keeps meeting and parking at. Let it sit there. Let it sit there. You work for the DA. Just leave it there. When they ask you about your car, it's like, oh, it's, it's broken down. Whatever. I'm pretty sure people would, would have, you know, would ignore it, would forget about it or whatever. Ain't no way I would have gotten to that car. So I suppose a little unrealistic. Jacqueline. Isaac's wife. Can suck it. The whole, I'm going to put this blame on Annalise crap is crap. Because she initiated the whole thing. Like, Annalise didn't know anything until she called her and told her what being a patient, what her being a patient um, was doing to him. Which I get it, like you're trying to save him or whatever. But you have to understand your how you impact the situation too and hold yourself accountable. Don't do that. This is your, your fault. Because she had no idea until she meddled. So you know what? You need to place the blame on yourself, Jacqueline. All right? All right? Huh. It's on you too. Laurel's crazy mother set up West to die. Hmm. Do you guys think that the, that um, her father and the mom are in on this the whole time? It just doesn't make any sense. Like, why? I don't know. Like, why be in cahoots only for that, but not for taking her kid? I I feel like I feel like I don't know why they want Laurel to think that they're at odds, and maybe they are. Maybe they they they're better apart, but they have this overarching goal, and they can live with that. I I just kind of would not be surprised if this whole thing was some big elaborate scheme there that they both think is a good idea. I sincerely hope that Frank wakes up and walks away. The family is dysfunctional. He can find someone else. He's young. Walk away, Frank. Walk away. Tegan is back. Although it seems like it is short-lived and maybe it was only for last week's episode but I was glad to see her especially seeing her against Annalise so I hope that it's not just last week's episode I hope that this whole thing with Simon like doesn't get her fired or whatever I I, I want to see her and Annalise and Michaela interacting on the screen together it just it just warms my heart you know what I mean I, I know they both can't win but I just like seeing her on the screen I really think she's a great actress I don't I don't know what she's been in before but hey girl I'm watching you I got my eye on you Hoping your career blossoms if it hasn't. Maybe I just didn't know who the hell you are. My bad if that's the case. Otherwise, I'm here for it. Um, I kind of forgot this, but is Oliver supposed to marry Simon? I, I, I don't remember from the episode, but I know they needed something. Or is it just that Annalise is going to be his lawyer? I don't remember. Either way, this has just got to suck, right? Poor Simon. He doesn't remember a thing, but they can afford for the memories to come back. This just must all just be so exciting. And you know what else too? This brings up so this was kinda of, this is I'm gonna wrap this up right now, but um that but um what was I gonna say? Oh, it it brings you back to like thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Or I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I know he acts like he hated the Keating five, but you know, some of that is jealousy and it's not just a corner being with with Ollie, some of that is wanting to be a, a, a pet project. Like you, a, a pet project, <laughs> wanting to be a teacher's pet. I don't know if you, I can't remember if he's actually admitted that or, or what. 
Um, but though, but you can just tell by his behavior, you know, putting up those signs and all this type of stuff. But now he's wrapped up into their world because he couldn't mind his business. Okay. Oh, and also back to the Keating Five now, huh? Ugh, whack. He doesn't deserve to be in the Keating Five. But anyway, so remember this, people. Just because it looks good, just because it looks enticing, just because it looks like there's going to be some hella benefits, it might actually be crazy dysfunction. Go with what you have. Keep staying in your own lane. Be successful there. Um, yeah. So that's it. I usually end this with a quote. Um, but I don't have it queued up for you guys. So... I, you know what, I will open up the next episode, because I know what it is, I just forgot that I needed to have it to actually play. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I will be talking to you soon. Bye!